You're listening to Biz Quick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. Biz Quick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And on today's show, we have D.D. Hoffman. He's the man behind the Badasspreneurs podcast. He is a fire the business plan evangelist. He's a tree hugger and he's out of South Africa. And I have to tell you, that is a lot. I am most interested in his tree hugging. Just kidding. I'm most interested in his fire the business plan evangelism because Honestly, business plans are pretty much core to everything we tell entrepreneurs. So I'm stoked to have that conversation and I'm hoping to get a little controversial. I hope it's a heated debate as well. Yes. So, All right. Well, Finally, our first debate on BizQuick. Yeah, it is probably not going to be. Oh, man. Because his prize thing is, I mean, who can say no to a business plan? Come on. Yeah. It, uh, it's critical for the foundation of your business. It's not it's not a monumental task that everybody thinks it is. It helps define what your business is, what you're doing, where you're going, why you're doing it. Plus, if you, if you want to get a, an investor or a bank loan or anything like that, you absolutely need one. I don't care who you are. I mean, you're going to need a, a business plan. Agreed. I talked to a, did I tell you this? I talked to a guy recently who um, had a 96 page business plan. You did mention that, and that is ridiculous. I almost passed out. I was yeah. like, wait, what? What is written in there? Is it a manifesto? Yeah, and I, I mean, it. it the, there's no reason for that. Well, the advice that I, I got from uh, the banker who I've, I've done a, a lot of work with is that if, you're, if your business plan is more than seven pages, most people are going to stop reading after like the fourth. They all they want to know is who you are, what you're doing, and why you're qualified to do it. Everything beyond that, I mean, they might want to dive into it. There might be the one person who wants to, especially if you're doing something complicated, if there's IP involved or a new technology or whatever, and you need all sorts of exhibits to prove out your theorems and whatnot. I'm sure there's probably a reason for that. But if you are opening up any traditional type of business, brick and mortar online, anything like that more than more than seven pages and you're 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 yeah you've gone too far yeah i what's interesting to me is um and, and i will be very interested to have this conversation with him to see if he's truly against business plans or if this is just some sort of like marketing hook because like it doesn't matter what stage of a business someone is in when we start working with them whether they're just launching a business or they've been around for five years and they're looking at a growth strategy or whatever. The first thing we always ask about is the business plan. Always. Like, do you have a business plan? If the answer is yes, when's the last time you looked at it? When's the last time you updated it? So the notion that there's, there are people out there, I, I don't know that I've ever encountered somebody before who says you don't need a business plan. It's so foundational to building your business. It is. And 
I can see the debate or the thought process. You don't need everything that's in a business plan all tightly, nicely wrapped into one document. For instance, for exist, like one of the things that goes into a business plan is going to be projected financials. It's going to be your, your growth plan. It's going to be marketing strategy. If you've been in business for five years, you don't need to take what your projections are for, because hopefully you are doing projections. Hopefully you have a budget. Hopefully you have a marketing plan. You don't need to take all that stuff and then put it into a separate document. So you'd be like, here's our business plan. You don't need that because you're already doing it. You have your pieces across the board. You know, your culture is something that you should be reviewing uh, or maintaining. The core values, hopefully you have posted on your website or painted on your wall or whatever, and you, you live to them or you update them as you go. So all the different pieces as a business grows, should be incorporated into your actual business. And there are certain parts that you might you might want to have as your business plan, but you don't need to wrap it all together and say, here's the business plan. You just make sure that you're hitting all those parts, so to speak. Yeah, I would agree. And, and maybe that's what his message is going to be, is that you don't need a plan, you need the pieces, but you don't need it all in one place and you don't need to do it all up front. Yeah, and it's, again, the, the financials or like your growth strategy or anything like that, you set your goals for the year, but what happens 12 months from now is there's no way to control what's going to happen 12 months from now. Right. So you, you like, and somebody that you and I both don't like, so I'm not going to mention a name here because I don't want to give her any credit at all, but a great approach to making those plans. And, and this is when we were talking about process uh, was that you have, you know, what's going on 30 days from now. And that's, that's nice and clear. That's, that's solid. That's crystal clear vision. You can control what's going 30 days, 60 days out. It gets a little, little blurrier, you know, 90 days out. It's really kind of blurry. You, you kind of know where you're going, but you can't see it. So you're aiming in that direction, but you don't have to finalize what it is that you're doing until you get there. So yeah, we want to make X number of dollars this year and here's the plan, but I can't tell you what's going to happen in November right now because things are going to change between now and then. Yes. Is that somebody that we once went on a journey with? Yes. There were plenty of journeys. Yeah. But okay. I, don't want, I don't want to eat the whole elephant in the room or whatever stupid <laughs> <laughs> saying she used to make. Yes, I agree. And I think that's, you know, that can be said for really any, any strategy um, or plan that you're creating, right? That's how we look at marketing strategies for clients is we don't, we can, build and say this is the 12 month strategy for what we would like to do but we only implement in 90 day increments because too much changes and you just you have no idea where things are going to go or how or how well something's going to work or who's going to change their logarithm and so you just to go like a full year and say this is what we're doing and we're not moving from it is ridiculous in you know with the way that technology changes and things change right now yeah and I, when you have uh, all of the economic and cultural things that are going on, whatever. It's like, if you, if you want to schedule social media posts six months out, who knows who you're going to offend? Cause you don't have no yeah. idea. What <laughs> so like honestly, six days out in some instances. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> well, so one other thing, and then we probably need to start yeah. wrapping up is we talk about business plans quite a bit in our project 365, right? For those that aren't familiar that, Project 365 is this project we launched on March 15th that is three minute or less videos that are released daily on our YouTube channel. Yeah, that's right. We have a YouTube channel. And those videos, um, the first part of them, the 
part of March and then all of them so far in April are about business foundation. So we've talked a lot about business plan, what it is, why you need one, who needs one, all those things. We answer a lot of questions and I'll let you in on a little secret that sometimes when I create the videos, I'll pretend that the question was submitted by somebody. I'll be like, oh, hey, it's a question from Carolyn Phoenix, just to uh, add a little bit of humor to the videos for myself, because maybe I'm the only one watching them. I don't know. But those videos have a lot of value in them. So I highly suggest if you're looking for quick answers on business topics, go check it out. The questions are in the titles. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, take a quick break and we'll bring Didi on to debate business plans. Hey, everyone. If you're like most entrepreneurs out there, time is not something you ever seem to have enough of. We get it. There are a million things that need your attention, both in business and in your personal life. That's why we created Time Bomb. This is a self-paced course designed to help you determine what your time is worth and where you should be spending those precious hours every day. Right now, we have an option to buy the bundle, which also includes products designed to help you become more efficient with your time. It's a $70 deal you're getting for only an additional $30. Head on over to sbpace.com to learn more. Time Bomb, take control of your calendar, gain control of your life. All right, welcome back. This is super awkward. Um, normally right now you'd hear us introducing a guest and it, specifically the guest we introduced at the top of the show, but we're not doing that because, well, calendars are hard. Calendars are hard. And apparently when you're in a different time zone, it just makes it impossible. Mm -hmm. I will give some credit, the guest is out of South Africa and who knows if they have daylight savings time or what calendar they're using. Is it adjusted for Imperial versus metric time? I don't know. <laughs> and you know what the funny is the, this is the second time we tried to record with this guest. And the first time we tried to record, um, he actually, he showed up. So he, he got the time right, but he didn't have any electricity. And so they had like a bad storm and we weren't really sure, you know, what was going to happen to him. So we were just glad to know he was alive. Yes. And it was good to know that he was alive and he was ready to record. And he told us that. And Julie said, do you want to wait until you get electricity back? He's like, Oh, that would be so great. Can we do that? So we rescheduled for this week. And yes. And what's weird is that he actually, you know how you get those email notifications that somebody has joined the zoom. He joined the zoom an hour and 15 minutes before the scheduled time. Uh, again, calendars are hard. Yes. And then when I went to look at um, email, he had sent an email about 10 minutes ago saying that he had to cancel. Yeah. And that was, I guess, what brings us into what our next conversation is going to be about, which is communication styles, because... Where do you where do you put the fail in that communication? And I'm not blaming you or him or anybody, but uh, like he he must have realized that he was his calendar was off. You got a communication that he was on. I sometimes have people who join like Zooms way beforehand, but yeah, I just, that's Bill Bolton. I know, but I just let him sit there. <laughs> um, that's just normal so, every day. <laughs> so should. And I'm not, I'm not like pointing fingers or blaming or whatever, just like honest question. Like, like in a situation like that, should that bit of, uh, you sending an email, Hey, we're not on for another hour or Hey, learn how to use a calendar. And 
Well, on you. you know, I, I'm going to admit this. Like, sometimes I'm kind of a dick. Like, I'm not sending an email to like to tell you to learn how to read a calendar. Yeah. Because um, we're all adults. And if I have to know how to read a calendar, then so do you. And if you don't, then you should get an assistant. And I'm sorry, I probably sound like a total jerk right now. I mean, we all have an assistant theoretically with whatever calendar app you're using and it's if it's google if it's outlook if it's i don't know name another one i don't know anymore but yahoo yeah (laughs) alta vista uh chrome calendar yes but uh the you get notifications or you can set it up so you get notifications and you can look in there and see what time it is local versus what time it is uh you know wherever it is that you're yeah. You're supposed to be meeting with. I mean, I was able to coordinate multiple meetings with people in India, and they're ten and a half hours. It's that weird yeah. half hour. Yeah, thing, yeah. Right? ten and a half hours. Yeah. And then daylight savings time happened at some point during the project, so it was like, is it nine and a half hours and whatever? The entire country of India is on the same time zone, which I thought was weird. But you learn something when you do these projects. But I figured out how to, you know, set my calendar so that I wasn't. I was always on time for meetings. Yeah. The team in India. Um, and I will say this. I feel like this is an important data point because I know there are people out there right now that are judging us. Like they're asking the question, well, was he OK with the new time that was scheduled? And I think it's important to note that he picked the new time that was scheduled. He scheduled that on our calendar. We did not schedule it. He did. And so, you know, it, listen, miscommunications happen all the time. And um, that's why I wanted to talk about communication. I thought, well, let's take this opportunity to talk about how we communicate and um, adapting our communication styles depending on the situation and when things should just move from being written to an actual conversation and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot in there that we could talk about with communication. Yeah, I totally agree. Do you want to start it off? You got anything on your mind? (laughs) I feel like that's a loaded question because you know I do. Exactly. You know I do. Um, We, you and I, um, sometimes our communication is so on and sometimes it is so off. And we don't typically... We speak very different languages. I use words very differently than you do. You're very precise and you're very, um, well, except for when we're recording videos, practicing speaking engagements, when you use a lot of words, you're very succinct with your, with your language. Um, I use more words. I tend to be more descriptive. Um, sometimes I say things that aren't important. He's nodding his head in in solid (laughs) agreement. Um, I think we both have the really bad habit of inferring tone in written. Um, And I am working very hard to not do that um, as much. And but I also have to work. I have to remind myself the way that I write responses or comments in Google Docs that I need to write them in a way that doesn't seem like I'm lighting something on fire. Which I felt like I did a really good job of in the last 24 hours. Agreed. And I feel like I need to do the same thing because with being direct and just matter of fact, it can come across as being a dick when in fact I'm just stating a fact. I'm not, there's no emotion behind it whatsoever. I know know that about you. Sometimes I have to remind my, that's a me thing though. That's not a me thing. That's a me thing. There are just those certain times where it's like, you know what? 
this is just better to have a conversation. Not even worth like putting a comment or or the comment is let's just save this for an actual conversation, not in in comments. Yeah, and then what's always my response back? I have no idea. We don't need to talk about it. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. You had your chance. <laughs> had your chance. Well, yeah. I and that's I, I'm just I don't I don't know. I think sometimes it's weird the things that we choose to care about or like pick as, you know, battles. Sure. Whereas I'm like, uh, eh, I don't I don't I don't I don't care. Yeah, I yeah. agree. But let's get back to communication styles. Yeah, you're suck. All right, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But they, the, they don't. But there's an appropriate time for certain things. And it goes to... Can you use more words there? Well, there's appropriate ways to communicate based upon what needs to be communicated and when it needs to be communicated. So we can go back to... Uh, conversations we had where like, I always like to say that, you know, the difference between like a phone call, a text and an email mm-hmm. is based upon how, uh, you know, the, the priority of the information that's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like if we went back to the podcast with Amanda Katarzy of Inquiry, where we're talking about setting boundaries, mm-hmm. where it's like, if you send that email at midnight or 6am or whatever, your clients are going to think that they can reach you. At any hour, if you answer phone calls or texts, like I'm guilty of it because some of our clients are my friends and one of them happens to live in Hawaii, which is six hours mm-hmm. uh, behind us. Um, and so a lot of times the only time that he can talk is like 10 p.m. 10 p.m. our time. Our time, yeah. Yes. So for me, that's, but that's convenient because I'm, I'm a night owl, so I'm, yeah. I'm awake at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm training him that it's okay to call me at 10 p.m., which it really shouldn't be. Um, you know, in general, like we should set some boundaries of, you know, between whatever hour, his time and a certain hour, our time, that's, those are business hours. Well, I think, so I, so I guess what I would say to that is, you know, when we take part of, part of our brand is that we're, you know, we're, we're all about, we help small businesses. Right? Yeah. That, that is our brand. Right. And when we've got clients, cause we have two clients in Hawaii. Right. And I, here's what I think. I think it is. If, if 10 p.m., if a 10 p.m. conversation works for you because that's still working hours for you and you don't mind doing those conversations at 10 p.m., I think you're perfectly fine to have those conversations at 10 p.m. I think the boundary is the conversations that someone has to rehab because he is talking to you about sales and marketing and then either... And, and that, that was my point with that conversation on in our client call on Monday with that particular client was, look, you just need to know, I own sales and marketing. So when you call Corey and have a sales and marketing conversation, that's totally cool. But you're going to have to rehab that conversation with me because it's not Corey's responsibility to relay that information to me. I'm telling you, I own sales and marketing. So if you want something done with that information, that conversation has to occur with me. And I won't have a call at 10 p.m. because I'm worthless at 10 p.m. You know it. I know it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with you doing calls at 10 p.m. if it works for your schedule. Well, sure. But it's also one of those things where I think that it it just needs to be, even though it is convenient for me, like it could be convenient for me to have a phone call at 6 a.m. I don't want to. I can wake up and have that, you know, phone call midnight his time. But 
I'm, I'm not going to, but right. it's, but it's one of those things. So like, I mean, the, the boundaries of setting that, like the, these are business hours, you can expect responses between whatever it is. And, and that could change based upon time zones, obviously. Like when I was talking about working with the team in India, it was like, I had phone calls. It was at 7am and 7pm every day. And it was kind of inconvenient for everybody. And so that was a win-win because it was... Win-win because nobody won, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing too is this, that um, I think it's really hard when... Uh, that's what she said. <laughs> it's, it's, it is very challenging when the client is also your friend, right? And figuring out where to draw those lines. And we've both... We've both been through it, right? So we've been through it where, you know, Cheryl was a friend of mine before we started working with her. She was very good about boundaries, though. She did not, like, when she did not text me about business stuff unless it was, like, middle of the day and she had a question, right? She was very, very good about it. And I think that was more her just instinctively knowing than me setting those boundaries up correctly. Um, But... You know, then we went through it with a client who wasn't a friend, became a friend, and just crashed through every boundary we had everywhere and is no longer a friend. Right? That was going to be my follow-up question. Yeah, no. And not because the person crashed through boundaries, just simply because I think we learned a lot through that experience that, that just wasn't somebody that neither, either one of us wanted to have in our network. Are you listening, Bill Bolton? <laughs> not you bill bolton yeah. but then we also now now it's your turn we because we have two clients that are I, I mean bill's a friend of mine but bill is your friend like right it's like cheryl is your friend now right but bill is my friend but bill bill isn't going to call me at midnight well he did a couple of times and i put a stop <laughs> to that boundary um so it's just figuring out what works for you right because you're the one who has to draw that line and has to make it clear like this is where work business starts and work ends and i think and and we've talked about this as long as it doesn't as long as the decisions that you make with respect to how you're doing that working relationship don't negatively impact my ability to serve the client then it doesn't really matter how you do it yeah no and and i understand that but it it is one of those things where and it's it is hard because especially let's say with the the, the one client um, in Hawaii, uh, because I am a friend of his, a good friend of his, yeah. uh, it's one of those things where it's like 10 p.m., I get a funny meme posted in like a group chat, and I respond, and then that's the, oh, shit, he caught me. He knows, now that, he I'm, knows I'm, I'm still I'm, awake. That I'm answering my messages <laughs> on my phone. But, you know, then there's other times, I mean, for him, or but I, I, I have no problem also saying no. I know you. And that's the thing. Good. And, yeah. I mean, especially with... With our good friend Bill, I push him to voicemail more than anybody. I push him to voicemail more than I do, well, like telemarketers. <laughs> okay. So that brings me to a question. You, I, well, I don't know if it's a question. We'll figure it out after I say it. Is it a question or a statement? Um, my least, the the type of communication I get that drives me absolutely fucking insane. And yeah, it's that bad that I'm going to use. I'm going to drop a curse word in there. Earmuffs, children. It's a little late. Yeah, it's now a little late. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just get some more out while you're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, um, is this? I despise text messages that come in and say, just either one of two things. Can you call me? 
Does your phone not dial out? Yeah. Or, hey, are you around? What? Yeah, and that's, I, I don't know. I feel like we're in that weird world now with, like, the connectivity or connectedness or whatever that, like, to the point where, like, I it's awkward if somebody knocks on my door at my house. Because I'm like, well, I'm not expecting anybody, you know? <laughs> and, and, like, it's at we're at the point now where, like, I mean... 10, 15 years ago, whatever, somebody knocks on the door, you're excited. Who could it be? But now it's like, well, I don't want to answer it. Like, I don't, nobody's supposed to be knocking on my door right now. Listen, I live across the street from you, and I won't come over without telling you yes, first. Yes, agree. Boundary. Yeah. Right? You'll also get shot, possibly. <laughs> no, that's why I won't come over without telling you. Yeah. I'll be like, oh. Whereas me, I'm still in that mode of, I unless I'm expecting you to come over, my door is locked all the time yeah and i don't know i i don't know why it just it's just habit i guess yeah well we do live in a rough and tumble neighborhood we do we're in low income neighborhood yeah, Corey. i know <laughs> that's uh, another podcast though <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 just weird getting those texts but i think that's just where we are because a phone call is so intrusive nowadays even though 99 percent of people have their phone on silent or vibrate it still feels intrusive to just call somebody. Yeah, but I guess I just think to myself, like, okay, also, don't call me and leave me a voicemail. Because I'm going to delete it. I'm just telling everybody right now, if you leave me a voicemail message, I'm never listening to it. Ever. I'm just, it's just a delete. But I, it just feels like a command. Call me. Like, because your phone doesn't dial out? Like, why are... What, why do you need to text me to tell me to call you? Why wouldn't you just call me? Right? Like, I don't know. But again, I think. I, but and, I wouldn't answer if it was intrusive. I was in the middle of something. Well, I know. But I've, I feel like that's people. It's two things. They're either being lazy. Yeah. Or they that's somebody trying to actually be uh, cognizant of your time or whatever. It's like, call me. It's just shortened to. When you get a minute, can you call me? Well, do you think that it's, do you think there's any chance that it's like sort of this command and control type thing too? I mean, for some people maybe, but I think those are outliers. I think it's more, because I'll, I'll do that every once in a while with somebody. It's like, I need to talk, but it's not important, but I can't solve this via text or email. When you get a minute, give yeah. me a call. Right. I, I use less words texts. than that. Well, that's because we choose to argue over the internet instead of... <laughs> Having an actual conversation. We don't really. Do we? Do you think we argue? Yeah. Do you? We do. What do you think that inter exchange was today? I, but I night? wasn't arguing. That was not an argument. We're not gonna have. We're not gonna air the dirty laundry on this podcast. But yes. No, but that that was kind of my point. Was that that's why I said we have a habit of inferring tone. Sure. I I, I was there, at no point was I upset in that in that exchange. Should we cut this part? Should we pause the podcast right now? No, okay. we don't, we don't have okay. to. Well, let's I just, get back. nobody wants to hear about this. Let's hear about more communication. <laughs> I bet you people do. I think Steph cook probably wants to hear about um, this. Other Steph types cook, like tap your mic twice. If you want to hear this, <laughs> other types of communication styles. Um, we have, you can skywriting. There's smoke signals. Um, that was a joke. I know. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I was trying to think of a clever one. Braille. I go, <laughs> That's so inappropriate. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I just, and everybody has different types of communication styles, right? And different, like some people really like phone calls. Like I, you know, Cheryl Devon, 
um, you know, former client, still, she's still a client actually, because we're, we're still working with her on wrapping up the stuff for starting her business. And she's been on the podcast. Cheryl loves voice memos. She loves to send me voice memos. And um, I find voice memos to be more inconvenient than a text message or a phone call because you literally, like you have, you have to, you, I have no, I'm at the mercy of however long you've decided to talk and I have to listen to the whole thing. Now I like do, I like voice memos cause I like hearing people's voices and it's nice, but it's also like, oh, okay. And then, you know, like my sister-in-law, Stacy, she loves Marco Polo. She'll use Marco Polo for everything. She'll check in all, and that's nice cause it's your face. That's her communication style with me. And you know, just everybody has different styles, different ways that they like to approach communicating. Um, and that, it that would drive me insane in the same way that like having to watch a video about something. Like every time I go to like our websites on Squarespace and I need to go find out how to do something on Squarespace, the first thing that pops up, watch this quick video, and I'm like, no, because the eight steps that I need to learn are right below it. And it's going to take me 15 seconds to read them versus three and a half minutes of watching this stupid video. You know what I hate for communication? I hate communications inside of communications. So by that, I mean, why do I have to have a Facebook Messenger, a LinkedIn in-mail, and an Instagram direct DMs? Like, why do I have to go... like? Steph Cook sent me a DM on Instagram like seven days ago. And I literally just saw it yesterday because I never go into my personal account. But I'm like, why can't everybody just use text message as the foundation of their communication for written short form communication? I mean, that would be nice. But I feel like Ryan Howard invented something that could help with that. Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it. And that's the thing. It's, uh, but again, for you, it's inconvenient, but for them, it's convenient because right. the only way that they communicate is possibly through Instagram. Correct. Which means that I never have to talk to them, which is awesome. Right. So a lot of times we'll get to a point where I will then, I'll be like, for some people, it'll be like, hey, <clears throat> can we take this communi- Can we take this conversation to text message? If we have each other's phone numbers. Like, the only way that I communicate with Callie Keen, uh, Facebook Messenger. Right. And I'm like, I want to, I want to be like, can we just switch to text message? But I feel like if I ask him for his phone number, he's going to think I'm stalking him. So I don't want to do that because I don't want to be a stalker, but I'm like, Oh, Facebook messenger. It's just so inconvenient for me. It's just one more place. Like, if okay. I got WhatsApp. I got signal. I got text message. I've got Facebook messenger, LinkedIn in mail. I've got Instagram DMS. And then I have seven email accounts. That's too connected, Corey. Yeah. And then I got Google Docs to argue with you over. I have no idea. You, you, there's only three places you can argue with me. What are they? Text, internet, or the internet, including email, and in person. So, yes. you're welcome. <laughs> Simplifying your life, you're welcome. All right, we should wrap up. This was a great conversation. It's it's sad that Dee Dee missed it, but that's okay. Yeah, next time we can argue with Dee Dee about Dee Dee about uh, communication styles. There is no next time with Dee Dee. There I, is, unfortunately. I uh, I, uh, I decided that maybe two strikes, you're out instead of three. Fair enough. So I'm, I move fast. I take I take action swiftly, Corey. All right. All right. Thank you so much. 
Um, thank you, Corey, for being the the holding up your end of the conversation on this today. Um, thanks to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed this one. We'd like to wish issue a special thanks to those people that we called out. Bill Bolton, Amanda Katarzy, Stephanie Cook, and Cheryl Devon. Didn't miss anyone else. Oh, Stacey. and Stacy and the mysterious person in Hawaii whose name we didn't mention and Callie Keene who we talked about a little bit at the end. And Ryan Howard, give us a call. Ryan Howard, yes, give us a call. Not the baseball player. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to put none of that in the show notes, but nope. <laughs> we will put everything that you can uh, learn on this podcast. Connect with us on social media. We have LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got all sorts of fun stuff out there for you. You can find all that information on sbpace.com. Yeah, our YouTube channel, I'm just going to give a little shout out. We have, do math for me quick. We went from three to 10. Is that a 150% increase? That's like 300% increase. 300% increase, Corey, in, in the number of subscribers. So if be lucky number 11, somebody go subscribe to our YouTube channel and make us happy. Um, you can also subscribe to our podcast. We would love that as well. And while you're out there on the interwebs, wherever you listen to podcasts, go ahead and like us and give us a review because we love feedback. Reach out to us about any topics you might have. You can do that on sbpace.com. We've got a form out there if you want to be a guest as well. Don't forget to buy our book, Seriously Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It's the number one bestseller on Amazon. There's a digital workbook download. Review Uh, it. Review it. uh, Give us some feedback. And I think that's everything. Yes, yes. If you've already bought it, review it on Amazon. Um, that's it for today. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America, but not South Africa.